The big question is this, how do we live a life that is unapologetically ours? The summer of 2020, I was struggling. I was facing bankruptcy as my reselling empire was crumbling around me due to the financial constraints caused by COVID-19. I decided to stop trying to hold the weight of the world on my shoulders and get free. I sold off everything, I bought a first class ticket to Mexico, and with no source of income and only a few thousand dollars, I went on an adventure. What happened next? Well, my name is Keely Swicky, and welcome to Tacos and Tattoos. Hey, welcome to another episode of Tattoos and Tacos, or Tacos and Tattoos, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, Today, I want to kind of talk about something a little special. Um, About a week and a half ago, I adopted a little male chihuahua from the shelter here. He was a stray dog that was found in Extapa, which is the first town that Kelsey and I stayed in when we came here. And yeah, it's really interesting because I was not planning on getting a dog. For the longest time, I dealt with so much guilt from letting my dog go that I had in the States because uh, Dutch was like like my therapy dog and he had been so instrumental in helping me transition out of my relationship with my ex-fiance of five years, which then the relationship carried on for another two years until I finally left for Mexico uh, without us being together, but we were still like dealing with things that we had built together because we had a business together. Anyway, Dutch was really instrumental in transitioning out of that relationship and being really comforting and just being like the best thing in my life. And so when I thought about leaving, it was just supposed to be temporary. Like I was only supposed to come for 30 days and then go back but when I went back it was just like I could not stay there like my heart and my soul was like you need to go back to Mexico and there was absolutely no way that I could bring Dutch here not because it was illegal but because Dutch just he is a Sheltie Papillon mix so he has a tremendous amount of energy and he really required more space And so I left him with a friend um, who really could provide a better life for him than even I had in the past. Like, it was always a struggle to get get Dutch enough exercise. Like, he really, being a herding breed, he really needed more space and more time. And even with 5,000 square feet being inside, he always wanted to be outside running around. And I just didn't have, I didn't have the space, I didn't have the land anymore. And he also was slightly aggressive towards other people and other dogs. Even though I raised him in the vintage consignment store and he was always around people, he still had a tendency to be protective and aggressive. And with the culture here, I knew he just wasn't going to do well and it was just going to make him super anxious. So I opted you know, and my friend was just like, I really love him. Like, please don't take him away from me if you're going to stay in Mexico. So I just ended up leaving him on the farm. Uh, my friend has a farm with, I think, 60 acres and four other herding type dogs. And he's just so much happier. It's just so much better. 
but I dealt with a lot of guilt for that because I've always been a person that was like, I take the best care of my animals and I wanted to make sure he was super happy. And I never thought I would give him up because he, you know, he'd done so much for me in helping me heal, but there was just no way I could bring him here. And so I was like, I'm not getting another dog. And then when I moved into my own apartment, when Kelsey and I decided we need space and she moved in with her boyfriend, moved in my own apartment, it was within a few days that I woke up and I had like a panic attack. And I, I am a very anxious person. I've struggled with anxiety nearly my entire life. And this was a very unusual thing. We're about three days in. I had trouble falling asleep that night. And then I woke up like three in the morning. I swear to God, I was haunted. Like I woke up three in the morning with my heart racing in like a panic. And it was like some weird energy had touched me. Now that sounds weird, but I still believe there's some sort of weird energy in the house and it preyed on me because I was by myself. I just went up the stairs. Hold on a second. Okay. So, for the three months I lived in that apartment, I could not sleep. I would toss and turn until about two or three in the morning. And then I would sleep and wake up about four. And then I would wake up about seven after that, after I struggled to go back to sleep at four. And then it wasn't long into that, about a month in, I started experiencing what I now understand to be internal tremors. It's like where your body is like shaking inside and it would feel like my apartment was vibrating. Kind of like when you're in your car and a big truck drives by and it rattles. It was like that, but it was like in my body. And I couldn't understand it. And so I thought it was because of that apartment. And while part of it might have been because of the energy of the apartment, when I moved out of the apartment to my new apartment, I still, I was sleeping better, but I was still experiencing it. And I decided that after doing some research, I was like, you know, I think it's because I'm spending too much time by myself, sleeping by myself. I think it's part of the anxiety of being by myself all the freaking time. And I've never been by myself. I've always had a dog, I've always slept with a dog in the room. Dutch always slept in the bed with me, like literally touching, cuddling with me. And so I was like, I need to get a dog. So I started asking around for puppies but surprisingly, I've nobody had any puppies. And I was like, well, I don't want to get like a big street dog. I, I want to be able to travel with it. And I want to be able to raise it because it needs to be specific to my routine. And all those things. So I kept asking around, but to no avail, everybody would be like, yeah, I know somebody, I know someone. And then they wouldn't have a puppy or it'd be some, you know, it wouldn't be the right situation or it would be like, oh, two months from now, we'll have puppies. <laughs> Or something. So I was sitting at my favorite cafe, and one day this lady walks by, and she is um, a volunteer for the animal shelter here. And I kind of sworn off, like, I was like, no, I'm not going to do the animal shelter thing just because, like, most of those dogs are bigger. And then a little bit of a bias, but most of the mixed breed, like, street dogs, they just are street dogs. Like, I know friends that have them, and they want to be out in the street, they want to be out roaming, and then they come home at night. And I was like, I really don't want that type of dog. Um, and I'd always been kind of a snob and had like cute pure breed dogs and everything my entire life. But, you know, I was getting kind of like, I really, I really should just ask. Maybe they have like a chihuahua or something, like little child puppies. 
And so I asked her, she's like, yeah, they have like 20 dogs there. Just go take a look. So I made an appointment and I went and looked and all the puppies were too big. They were all like going to be like 50, 60 pounds. I was like, no, I can't. I can't have a dog that big. My apartment's really small. It's hard to take them back to the U.S. I can get them on a plane. And then I was about to leave. She's like, well, I have this one, but he just came in. He's got a skin infection. He's not that healthy. And I looked at him and he was just so scared, so skinny, so ugly and sad looking. But I went, stuck my fingers in there to pet him and he wagged his tail a little and kind of was a little bit like, yeah, thanks, but I'm sad, go away. And so I went home and I was like, okay, well, I'll think about it because I, I asked, it's like, can I hang out with him? Can I play with him a little, like see what he's like? And she's like, well, we don't really have the space for that. And they don't, it's like open air. All the dogs are in like kennels and they're not in kennels. They're like in wire crates or like plastic dog kennels. So they really didn't have the space. So I was like, okay, well, what are, what are my options? Can I take him out for a walk? She said, well, he doesn't walk on a leash. <laughs> like okay so how do I get to know him and know if he's gonna fit in or if I'm gonna have to like rehome him so she said well you can foster him he'll get healthier with you in your house than being here and then if he doesn't work out you can bring him back and I said okay so I went home I thought about it I asked my boyfriend I was like what do you think about this little dog he's a macho I don't really want macho is what they call the male dogs I was like I really don't want a male dog because they pee on everything and then there's this dilemma of neutering here that's very strange because coming from the states like it's your responsibility to spay or neuter your animal like that's just it and if you don't people look poorly on you for having huevos on your dog and but here if you if the dog is neutered people will actually mostly men will actually make fun of your dog and call them things like gay and like I don't know, call them a woman or whatever because they don't have balls. And I'm just like, that's ridiculous. So it's like, now he didn't come neuter from the shelter because they said he was too sick to neuter at the time. But I'm going to take him back after my trip to the States and get him neutered, even though it's been this debate. My boyfriend's like, no, you don't, you shouldn't neuter him because then people make fun of him. And I'm like, yeah, but I really don't like that he pees on everything. And then we took him to the beach one day and he tried humping one of the puppies there. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, I, he can have his huevos. Like, neutered male dogs are absolutely the best pets. Like, he's not a street dog anymore. He doesn't need them. So there's that. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, okay, well, I went back and I adopted him on terms that I would foster him for a while. And then if, I, if it worked out, I would keep him full time. But first day, I was so terrified he was going to run away. I was like, there's no way he's going to stick around. He's so scared and so timid. But he did. And now he's just like the best dog. He sleeps in the bed with me. I finally got him housebroke because he totally wasn't housebroken. He was peeing on the floor a lot. And he's just like my friend. He always has to be touching me. He doesn't go very far. He just hangs, even with the door open, he hangs outside. He's learning to walk on a leash, even though the first week he thought the leash was going to kill him. Uh, the other thing is he was really sick when I got him. Like he was more sick than what the shelter knew. I had to take him every day to the vet because the second day I had him he quit eating he wouldn't even eat chicken he wouldn't even eat the wet food he wouldn't eat anything and he just looks sad so I was like okay well I'm gonna take him to the vet <laughs> sorry I had a hiccup <laughs> so I took him to the vet and the vet was like oh he has an intestinal infection it's really common bring him back every day for seven days or until he's better so I took him for seven days and gave him medicine and now he's doing a lot better but it's just been like a really interesting experience because the shelters in the states never adopt the dogs out until they're fully healthy they never let them go without 
spaying and neutering. And here it was just like, please take him. Like, we have too many, just, we need help. <laughs> and so I did, I took him. Um, it cost, let's see, it cost, they, they asked for a minimum of 100 pesos, which is $5. I gave them 200 pesos. They gave me food, a leash, a collar. Um, he has his vaccinations, he has flea trimming, he has worming, all the things, and they'll neuter him for free if I bring him back um, for, for that surgery. And I think I'm gonna keep him. He's a really nice little dog. I named him Nacho. His name was Gabby when I got him, and I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Sounds more like a girl's name. <laughs> so his name is Nacho Nachicho. He's a little vanilla-colored chihuahua, street chihuahua. I never thought I'd have a chihuahua. He's pretty funny, you guys. But if you want to check out the video from when I adopted him, it's on my Instagram, my Facebook, and my TikTok. TikTok is at Rebel Keely. Instagram is at Rebel Funnels. And Facebook, you guys search for name, and you'll find it on my personal profile page. It's really adorable. Like, there's a clip in the, that video series that's him, like, sunbathing. And it was, like, the first time since, like, it was the second day I had him. It was the first time I saw him, like, happy. Like, looking like, oh, my God, this is so lovely. Like, he was just happy dog. So you should check that out. But anyway, uh, that's my experience adopting a dog here in Mexico. Oh, but as far as paperwork, there was, like, a little bit of a contract. It's all in Spanish. Uh, I do understand most of it. And then they required my passport, my tourist card, and a bill from my, uh, my apartment proving that I lived here. So I had my water bill and my power bill and my rent uh, receipt. And that was all they needed. And I had to go to an actual photocopier place to get it copied because they didn't have a printer there. Oh, Mexico. It's just, I feel like everything here is 10 to 20 years behind in technology in fashion, in culture. It's just really interesting. It's like seeing stuff and being like, yeah, I feel like we're in the dark ages a little bit. Um, but anyway, much love you guys. Thanks for listening to my story with little Nachicho. You're gonna see him a lot in my TikTok videos because he's now my best friend and he's getting awfully chubby with all the liver and chicken I've been feeding him. He's just looking so much happier. It's amazing what a little bit of love does like he really is gonna be a whole different dog in another month <laughs> so much love you guys have a wonderful day and i'll talk to you later want to turn your passion or skills into an automated online business so you can live wild and free i want to show you exactly what i did in the first month of starting my business that took me from no income to over seventy five hundred dollars in sales in less than 45 days with this information, you can have the confidence to radically change your life, live anywhere in the world, and build the life of your dreams without an actual job. Go to rebelfunnels.com PDF to download the free Digital Nomads Guidebook and start living wild and free today.